everybody, and welcome to another episode of HP Critical, a podcast where my friends and I talk all things gaming. I'm Jarrell, and I am joined by Gabe. Zoom. Hello, everybody. Brandon. <laughs> Zoom. Hello, guys. And Kelly. Zoom. Hello, everyone. Are we doing this? I was, so, I was like, is she going to zoom? I might as well. Kelly was the one factor I wasn't sure of. I was like, I don't know if this is gonna <laughs> wild card. <laughs> you would have called on me second. No, but <laughs> yeah, after Brandon's in it, you know, you gotta, you gotta follow up. Uh, so this week, um, we got a, quite a few things to talk about, but we're also just gonna talk about show fun video game stuff at the same time. And uh, I want to start with what have you guys been playing? We actually have a list of this because we were asked by Marissa the other day. She she did ask you that. And so, your list is really long, so tell me you're not going to read that whole list. Well, I'm going to read the whole list. So, of course, playing uh, Skyward Sword, uh, Persona 5 Royal, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, Halo, the Master Chief Collection, surprisingly, an Xbox game. Um, a new game that came out, it's um, it's 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 a FPS game uh, called uh, Splitgate. It's in beta right now. Um, and I believe it's free to download across everything. Mm. Um, another new game that released uh, in, actually, I believe this month, uh, Hunter's Arena Legends. Um, I don't know how much it is on Steam, but I know for right now, PS Plus members can get it for free. Highly recommend. It's a whole new take on the Battle Royale uh, genre. Um, a lot more enjoyable than the past couple ones that come out, like you know Warzone and Fortnite and all that stuff. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, still playing Three Houses, uh, Final Fantasy 14, and the Final Fantasy uh, Pixel Remaster, the Numero Uno. Oh, nice. Cool. Which I have to say is exceeding my expectations. That's good. I want to talk to you after the podcast about what kind of quality life stuff that they have on it, because I'm curious about oh, I that. cannot tell you about that, because I did not play well, the first one enough. Sure. I, well, it's... I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase the question. It's just stuff that what you've enjoyed about it, so I can kind of like gauge how how oh, much okay. you did it from this original. Because I, I have played that. the original, and it was ugh, hard. <laughs> that moment that Brandon could have asked me because it was in their PR press kit for the release of the Pixel Remaster. I have the email, but he doesn't care enough to talk to me anymore because he hates me. So he just asked you instead. I thought we were brothers, Jarrell. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were too. And right to my face, you asked someone else about Final Fantasy. The one thing I can talk about. Darn, I guess this isn't uh, a family podcast anymore. <laughs> sure, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Well, speaking of Final Fantasy, uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV with Jarrell. It's all I've been playing every night. I am raiding dungeons. Um, I am obsessed with it. As a former WoW player, I think it's better. And... I don't know why I ever played fucking WoW Two Town. Oh, shit. Um, I I think that I just really didn't like JRPGs, and I always saw the Final Fantasy stuff as like weird. Like they were riding on the Chocobos, and I was I was like, this is so stupid. Like what the fuck? What, what the fuck is this? And like now I'm playing, and I'm like, I was wrong. This is, <laughs> this is exactly yes. what I wanted from WoW, only with nicer people. Yes. Yes. better graphics oh, i've yes. done dude and wow like i was fully leveled and i did the same like four dungeons 30 fucking times or something and wow i've done like seven different dungeons i'm like halfway till max level like come on yep yep, better, yep. but 
yeah so and you can gamble so of course i'm into that which we will uh, be doing after this podcast yay go after, <laughs> i'm so excited oh my oh never mind i'll talk about it later but i okay. did the leap, i did the leave of faith last night alone and oh my did, god did you pass did you win i did i didn't get the gold one uh I but you went all get, the way through yeah yeah fair gabe you have to join us you gotta do the uh, of faith, it's okay i got other games to play you okay i don't know is... like you guys all right final fantasies for nerds coming from the guy who you has listed like three. i listed three <laughs> yeah i listed three final, final fantasies like... cool <laughs> including cool. the one they were just talking about including the one we were just talking about now yeah. kelly and i were actually just playing last night uh we ran through a dungeon for the first time and it, we we died a couple times and everyone was still really nice yeah they were giving advice you guys must be playing a completely different game because i've already come across some dickheads well, I mean, I'm sorry, but I guess so. <laughs> I, yeah, I haven't come across like, anybody that Everyone's been really even, nice so yeah. far. I, in our experience, everyone's been really nice yeah. so far. Must be nice. Yeah, must be nice. Nice people. Yeah. All right, well, I've been playing uh, Chris Tales, um, which my review is going to be not great. I can tell you right now when I finally Oof. write it. I uh, was really looking forward to Chris Tales as a game like i played the demo when it came out i was researching it beforehand and now i'm just really really bored um could be because i'm playing final fantasy 14 in fairness it could be because i'm playing final fantasy 14 um but yeah i started playing a little bit of yakuza again and then stopped because of final fantasy 14 and i also tried to play more barely default too but i didn't because i was playing yakuza so i've just been playing final fantasy 14 <laughs> yeah so, well stream wise it's been um skyward sword hd on the fridays oh by the way if, if for anyone watching the podcast that's twitch.tv slash hp critical anyways yeah skyward sword hd on the fridays um fortune street uh we did it with me gabe and rodrigo recently did a mario golf super rush stream that was kind of fun um last monday i did another episode that doesn't hold up played a game called super Valus 4 surprisingly really good actually that actually i thought held up pretty well the other game the ignition factor absolutely did not hold up that game was some trash and it's disappointing that it was trash because it actually had a lot of cool ideas it was just not executed well at all and i came out of it both devastated and bored at the same same time which is a weird experience but there you go and off stream i've just been playing uh breath of the wild the dlc as well as pokemon unite that's pretty much me Forget about okay. pokemon unite uh-huh. I forgot about Pokemon Unite. I'm still trying to get my um, Captain Cinderace outfit, so I'm trying to play when I can, which I haven't been done the last few days, but got in a few matches before <laughs> we started this podcast, so that's cool. Um, Sorry for anyone, uh, if you hear me like blowing my nose to the podcast, your boy's got a cold after having food poisoning. It's been a rough one. Um, Tang, what was I going to say about something that you were playing? I was going to say something about something you played, but because I had to go buy my house. Um, hey, you can let us know. This is a you know question, a random question, but how long can you return a game for full price at GameStop? I would know. I haven't there's, done there's GameStop in no, years. Like fourteen days, as I think, as... unopened. Unopened. Oh yeah, unopened. Yeah, unopened. 14 yeah, days. fourteen days. When did you, Super hey, Mario that... Golf Rush come out? It's too late for that drill. Oh, it's right, way well. too late. And also, I'm trying to get. I'm trying, and also, I'm trying to get you on a stream for one of those. Don't you return that yet? Well, it's a good thing I still got it unopened, sitting right up there, huh? Yeah. Sell it on eBay. 
September is uh, another month, Jarrell. I'm going to ask you again when it gets close to the end I'll, of this month. I'll be here. So let's talk a little bit about anime. Anime. Uh, AT&T <laughs> is sold Crunchyroll to Sony's Funimation. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, they're two. They were the two big anime watching you know, programs. It was either Crunchyroll or Funimation, and each of them had rights to different anime. Uh, I think uh, most of our listeners will probably be familiar with both of them. Mm-hmm. AT&T has now sold Crunchyroll to uh, 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 Funimation by Sony. So now, I don't know what's going to happen with this. I don't know if that means that, you know, they were talking about what they were going to do. I didn't read it. I'm assuming that this means that they're going to either consolidate a bunch of anime, maybe they're going to keep the 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 program separate all i want from this merger is for both of their apps to be better that's the only thing i request because <laughs> crunchyroll sucks and funimation sucks the apps the apps uh, the apps are not great they're really I, not good so yeah. you know with the amount of money being thrown around and anime being this popular that's my only hope slash request um mm-hmm. any thoughts about this oh sorry the purchase price for the transaction is one thousand one hundred seventy-five billion dollars. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it was it was it was uh, it was a lot of change for that for that for that uh deal. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. Like you said, I'm just hoping it makes their apps better. Um. <laughs> if they want if if they if they want to unite their services, I'd be okay with that because there's a few things on Funimation I want, but not enough for me to subscribe to it. I mostly just do Crunchyroll for my anime because like. It, it just gets me pretty much what I want. Yeah. The only time I've, I've personally had a Funimation was uh, I wanted to watch the Danganronpa 3 anime, but it was only on the Funimation app. So I did the month trial to binge the whole thing and then pretty much left uh, left it. Uh, my nephew has Funimation. We used it to watch the show called Dinazen on whenever he uh, visits. And what was the other thing? We want at some point watch the World Ends With You anime because I think it's on there as well. But I want to finish the game before I watch the anime, so... Yeah, it'd be cool if they if they if the apps merge. I very much doubt that, but that'd be nice. What do you mean finish the game? I still haven't finished it. Me and the him original? To the original. Me and him want to do a co-op playthrough of it, but uh, it's based on our availability, which Great. hasn't been lining up lately. I really thought you had finished this game. Okay, we're gonna no. have to talk about this. Um, we have talked about this. Well, brain, you know, my brain. I'm sick. Yeah, brain. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you know, honestly, Sony Sony's making out like a a, a bandit here because with Crunchyroll comes its entire community, right? Like this is where the go to for anime, pretty much. So Come on, Sony, you has, annoying ass, sub is better than dub people. Okay, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess I I didn't know that that was still a thing. That's it, a hundred percent is, and one of the main things of that is because Crunchyroll, they may have. Some people say they have more anime. I don't think that's the case. I've looked at both their libraries and it's kind of even, but Crunchyroll has the more well-known animes. Like, you know, you find all the Naruto there, all the Bleach, um, you know, Tag on Titan, all that stuff. But my big, the reason I, with Funimation is because they, their dubbed library is actual garbage. Like, I think for Naruto, and I'm talking about the early Naruto, I think they only have like a hundred episodes dubbed. And that show's been out since 2000. Like, I mean, aren't yeah. there like a thousand episodes anyway? There's 700, but they yeah. But on still. the way. Like, there's a lot of episodes to get through. There, no, but here's the thing, though. Funimation got Naruto, the you know the, the first one. They got it earlier this year. All 250 episodes are dubbed. 
it's yeah, not that it's, it's it's not yeah like and the thing is like the way i, I watched naruto was i saw it all online on kiss anime r.i.p um and it was all dubbed there too so it's like crunchyroll literally just didn't feel like giving people dubbed yeah well i also think make- they're a smaller oh go ahead i was just gonna say funimation is, is like gabe said a lot better at providing dub content currently crunchyroll has like of like their vast library i would say less than a quarter of their anime also has a dub option whereas funimation it's almost all of them i'm hoping that my power doesn't go out there's like there's thunder and stuff mm. mine's just thundering earlier better anyway. buddies thunder buddies all right, anyway, so it just helped us playing Knuckles in Sonic. Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, my God. I'm super hyped about this. Yeah. Yeah, that's, no. I'll, that's I'll, the tweet. Yeah, that's that's literally the tweet. Literally, you just Elba tweeted out saying knock, knock, which is great because that's a reference to uh, the Knuckles-themed song from the Sonic Adventure. Like, one of the lyrics is literally knock, knock, it's Knuckles. And and, and so he put knock, knock. It, it, it was funny. But this, besides the besides the joke... um. No, I just think it's a really cool casting. I like Ijizub as an actor. A lot of like a lot of his works. I literally just got to finish seeing the Suicide Squad like last weekend. So yeah, I, I've pretty much enjoyed his work, and I think he's a good choice for Knuckles. At this point, you know, it's clear that for a lot of these uh, Sonic characters, they're going to, like celebrity casting as opposed to actual actors. Which you know, I'm very mixed about that. But you know, that's what gets the ticket sales, whatever. But if they're going to pick a celebrity for Knuckles, I think he was a good choice for it, honestly. So I'm very happy about this casting. Can't wait to see how he's going to sound when they actually have a trailer out. Um, Knuckles is cool. Kind of a knucklehead, but he's cool. For anyone who doesn't know, um, you can read about Knuckles and his indigenous roots along with nine other indigenous characters over at hpcritical.com, written by Joey. Hell yeah. Um, <clears throat> Moving right along. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm really hyped. Like I'm okay. NPR. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm really hyped. I'm just also really low energy because sickness. Um, uh, yeah. Before I go into more heavy stuff, uh, I was listening to Game Scoop recently, and I wanted to ask you guys a question that was asked by them, and I forgot what it was. It's about new gen console. Yeah. Nine that. months in, how do you feel about it? Oh, that, I remember that lines. question. Oh, see i, I like, read the pie i read the I think channel it was, i think it was the pros and cons like they were asked pros and cons between the ps5 and the xbox series x uh, because a, a viewer our listener was writing in saying that they were going to buy one and i wanted to know you guys experience nine months in um with the playstation 5 uh specifically brandon and, and gabe because i know kelly does not have one so but i also wanted to know kelly's experience gaming on pc um mm. knowing that these new consoles are out and whether it's um attracted you at all uh, you know it's been nine months have you still decided that you don't want one are you still interested are they exclusive something that would you know bring you over just your experience with uh next gen going into 2021's half more than halfway point so have a okay yeah so nine months nine months in ps5 how i'm feeling about it is um there's only right we're still early into the console's life cycle, so it's suffering from the problem a lot of consoles have at the beginning, especially ones that are doing, you know, last-gen games and current-gen games, the same thing, where there's not a whole lot of exclusives for that console. And even the ones that are coming out for both PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 aren't taking as much advantage of the, of the, of the I guess, current-gen console because, you know, they're still waiting for people to actually get it, which may still take a minute. But the ones that have taken advantage of it, I would say have done very well. Astro's Playroom, which came bundled system, is still, like, in my opinion, one of the best uh, ways system is used. What's up, Gerald, before I continue? I don't understand what you're saying. 
What I'm saying is the PS5, it takes advantage of like, you know, the, the stuff that the DualSense can do, right? It's stuff that uh, like the improved loading times, the um, more detailed textures in the, in the characters, all that jazz. Um, as far as PS4 games that are getting like sent to PS5 or games that have a specific PS5 port, you can still see the character, I'm sorry, the uh, graphic like improvements here and there. It just may not take advantage of like the haptics as much because mm, there's also a version like that. Um, I know when I was playing Hunter's Arena's Legends with um, Rodrigo, I noticed that game actually took advantage of haptics. We played that on PS5 with like uh, little resistance to triggers and and the uh, HD rumble and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, if I'm being perfectly honest, for the games that have been using it, they're cool but i really have just been using it to like uh get through when i can my ps4 backlog here and there and you know i mean i could have done the ps4 of that but it is nice to take advantage of the improved loading times and the games that do like you know get that little increase in graphic capabilities is great as well but um yeah i i'm glad i feel like if i didn't have the ps5 i'd just be upset that i didn't have it so even if I haven't been using it as much as I probably would like to in terms of like, you know, it being a PS5 and not just like a glorified PS4. I'm just uh, still happy I have it. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it for what I am getting out of it. And, you know, hopefully we'll get more. Gabe? <laughs> oh, are you, are you good now? Are you I, no um, longer suffering? I was going to talk next, but I feel like I'm going to have to go my nose again. Oh my God. Um, so my biggest pro for the PS5 right now, well, I have two. One of them is that it no longer sounds like there's a military airbase oh my inside my room. Yeah, I'm glad about because that. Because the fan isn't blowing all over the place when I play mm-hmm. a game with decent graphics. Um, the other pro is, you know, the graphics. Um, even the games that necessarily didn't get, you know, the what's it called like the, the next gen updates it still looks significantly better on my screen than it did on the ps4 um but my cons man so there's this thing that my ps5's been doing and i've been looking online and it's commonly uncommon if that makes sense which it doesn't um yeah just by drill's face does make sense um but so when i update my like i'll have my games updating and this happened a lot when i had warzone on but i deleted it but i would update my games and if i would pause them because i was going to play another online game that update would just stop working like it you i would try and update and it go and it'd give me an error code and i'd go online and search for the error code and sony's response when you go to the forum for that error code is i think it was disconnect from your wi-fi and try again that's it that was their only solution so i had to dive deep into reddit and see what to do people suggested clearing the cache people suggested restarting the system like manual restarting and not turning it off and back on um people suggested um renewing license which i've never had to do on a ps4 um and there was a couple other suggestions and I was like, this is not right just to get an update to work. Mm-hmm. And then, and most of the time, those things wouldn't even work. Like the update would finish by itself, like a month later, randomly. Like right now I have fall guys. That's cute for update. And every time I try it, it gives me the error code and that's been for the past month. So I'm like, that's just going to stay there. Um, another gripe I have with it. And I know at first I thought it was, 
something to do on my end but i don't know where the hell they put the wi-fi adapter or whatever inside the ps5 but it's garbage if you're not near your, your router like my ps4 was able to pick up i was able to play online like perfectly fine without lag or anything and my router's downstairs my i'm obviously upstairs it do it fine but now like if i play any online game there's like a good span of like five minutes in the gameplay where like i'll be lagging because the ps5 is not picking up the the signal for some reason but my computer does it fine my switch does it fine it's literally just the ps5 and again i don't know where they put the router in there the the adapter in there but kind of sucks um and i think those are all my cons yeah Uh, well, I don't have a next-gen console, but I've not really been wanting any. Like, I, today they had a restock. Uh, one of my friends messaged me and said they had a restock of PS5s and also Xboxes, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just didn't even try to get one. Like, I just don't care. I, I'm kind of just over the new console hype. I have a PC. I want a new PC. I'm probably going to be buying one if I don't buy a house later this year, but like, I don't really get the point. Like the PC, I can just do anything. Like I can literally do this podcast and then just play Final Fantasy 14 on the computer right after. I don't even care about the next gen. I guess graphics wise, you're going to get a lot better looking stuff on a PS5 Mm -hmm. for the price you'd have to spend way more on a PC to get stuff to look like that. But at the same time, like I said, it's just, I can literally play anything on Steam, Xbox, a lot of exclusives come to PC. Like there, any Xbox exclusive pretty much comes to PC. So that's not a problem. A lot of PlayStation exclusives do eventually come to PC as well. Um, I I just feel like I don't really understand the point of having an X-Gen console unless it's like, for the ps5 like the haptic feedback and stuff like that because you're not going to get that on a pc unless i guess maybe i don't know if there's haptic feedback for like the vr you could do that but that's the only selling point i could see for that on a pc otherwise Mm -hmm. i don't really want a next gen console except maybe for something like that but i don't really care about it's just not something that's important to me currently Uh, Kelly, quick question. With yes, the dear. Steam Deck coming out that you've already ordered, um, yeah. and it's essentially, let's just essentially say that it's okay. a Nintendo Switch. Another question that um, they were asked was um, something along the lines of, um, do you think with the Steam Deck coming out, you'll, uh, and I know you don't play your Switch anyway, um, so this probably isn't a great question, but um, with the Steam Deck coming out, do you think you'll find yourself possibly picking up your Switch more often if you're using the Steam Deck just for that mm-hmm. handheld experience? There are some games coming out um, that I probably would play if I wasn't at home, but when am I not at home? And honestly, I only reserved a Steam Deck. I haven't paid the money for the fucking thing. I've spent $5 and like five (laughs) minutes of my time. I feel like that's a fine investment. If I lose the $5, I'll sue immediately. Um, No, but I, I just, you know, I wanted to reserve it just so when the time came, if that's something I wanted, I would get it. And I might, but when am I not home? I work from home. I go out to eat on the weekends, possibly. I'm always at home. I'm home all day. Like I wake up at home. I go to bed at home. Like I don't leave. So 
for me, there's no commuting. And even if there was, I'd have to drive. Like, even if I like took, if I took public transportation or something, that's where I'd probably use it. But then what am I gonna do? Pull up to work and be like, I gotta wear a little steam deck. Like, oh my God. You know? <laughs> that's what you're Sorry, guys. Like, Let me put it in my carrying case while I go to lunch. Like, I, I don't know. Like, Maybe, it's, maybe I do. But. It's I feel like you're talking about Gabe right now when he takes his switch to work. Oh, I don't know that he did that, but the shoe thing. Yeah, I can. I, I pray. I take my switch. I take my switch to work, but I have it like the the carrying case. You know, like I'm not. Said, I'm not making no season unless I'm, I'm just saying, I don't it. go anywhere. Like I don't. I don't do anything. So there'd be really no point. I really. It wasn't a read. I didn't know that you guys did that. No, I'm sorry. Really like funny. I wish I just never fucking. It's said my now. fault. It was not a read. It's my fault oh. for bringing it up. I just thought, wow, that's really funny because it sounds like what they do when they. But like My I fault. took it on Sorry. vacation. I took it on vacation with me, and I played like uh, I just played like Lego Harry Potter. Just, but it's like a very short term thing for me. You know what I mean? Like I would play for like twenty minutes. Like you have to have something that you can just pick up and put down. And a lot of Steam games, like I don't know any that I could really just pick up and put down like that. Maybe like a Phasmophobia. But am I gonna play like a handheld ghost game? I don't know. The games in my Steam library are just so not handheld like. I don't know. And I didn't get Final Fantasy fourteen through Steam, so I can't play that on the go. Oh, damn, that's right. That's not true. Oh, that but would I have true. to rebuy it? Oh, you just signed no. into your Square Enix account, right? Yeah. yeah. But you do you, you have it's a Steam yeah, but it's a, yeah, you go to Steam. No, you can literally change. It's a computer. They've already, they've basically uh, specified it is a computer. You can oh. change the entire OS on the Steam Deck if you want. You don't have to go through the Steam OS. Like you can okay. install Windows on there and play Final Fantasy fourteen on the go if you wanted to. All right. Well, that's something that I consider then. And I have so many Steam games, and there's some coming out this year that I'm really into. I just don't know for me. Like I said, my initial investment is five dollars. Of course, I did it. You know. But like five hundred thirty dollar, like I could like, you could buy like a P a low end PC for that. Like I don't know, expensive but one. it's on the go. You know, it's it's something. I don't know. It's interesting, but I don't know if I'd use it. Really, I don't know. And it's 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 huge compared to the Switch. Did you see that photo? Oh my god! Yeah, like carrying the Switch would be like carrying a big phone. Carrying this is like carrying a fucking tablet printer or something oh my god <laughs> no i don't know i just looked at the closest oh thing to me in my room i said tablet she said printer <laughs> like holy shit i imagine it's like this big like i'm like carrying this with me you know Jeez, that's a little rough like fuck um so my quick response to the question about um xbox and playstation since i do have both i can say that i have been using my playstation much more than my xbox unfortunately um xbox does have the awesome quick resume but i don't use quick resume like i don't switch between games or apps like that so it's never been something that's crazy for me the only time it works really well quick resume is when i turn the xbox off completely and i've been playing like playstation for a week turn the xbox on and it's in the same place that the game was and i was like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing so we gotta start over anyway but it booted up super fast so that is uh really really cool about the xbox but um everything else i've just been playing on playstation mm -hmm. i was just gonna say <laughs> quick resume is like one of the coolest features that i've seen three people use off that's what it is for me too like i think it's really really cool but it's so useless for me specifically because i don't i don't know what happened in this game that i played three weeks ago 
Yeah. Also, um, I am very confused because I have turned off and like unplugged my Xbox and plugged it back up or like power went out and it came back on and that's just still in the same place. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how does this work? Everything's been unplugged. Someone explain it to me. It's magic. Um, yeah, other than that, I see no reason to use my Xbox except for Game Pass, which um, I do currently have and I'm still not using it. So, I have you know. I'm a proponent for Game Pass. I think Game Pass is great. I think it's great for when a new game comes out, like Chris Tales. I'm playing Chris Tales through Game Pass. Thank God I didn't pay for it. Um, uh, but that's <laughs> like, that's that's literally it. My Xbox, I turn it on sometimes so I can see the pretty backgrounds of the games that I'm playing. That's nice. <laughs> that was nice. Otherwise, oh, I'm pretty using my PS5 for everything, yo. Speaking of um, uh, tr- uh, uh, on-the-go Final Fantasy XIV, uh-huh. I have switched to playing on PS5 because then I can take my PS5 with me to friends' houses and we can all, like, land party it up on fourteen. Oh, man. Without having to take my entire PC, which has been really awesome. That's um, nice. So cool. that's why I've been playing so much and been having so much fun. Because you know, you just I just throw my my PS5 in a bag, uh, grab my controller, or I used to actually take the the keyboard and mouse with my PS5 and go over and just plug in the keyboard and mouse and still play MMO keyboard and mouse on PS5. Uh, but then I stopped because I was like, I don't gotta, I don't have to take all the peripherals. I can literally just take my PS5 and my my controller, and of course my friends already have hdmi cords so i'm i don't even have to take that just a ps5 power cord uh uh controller and now we're all you know doing dungeons together and raids and shit and it's a great fucking time um but ps5 is also uh you know i i keep forgetting that there's so many exclusive games to playstation like uh, excluding what's ported to pc so i've been playing a little bit of uh guilty gear which is like, if you're a fighting game fan, you have to have a PlayStation. Street Fighter V is exclusive, uh, console exclusive. Uh, Guilty Gear is console exclusive. Like if you're playing these games or if you wanna go to friends' houses and play these games, you're gonna either get a Steam Deck and play on your Steam Deck, take your PC to your friends' houses, or you're gonna be playing on PlayStation. Um, uh, what else am I playing? Uh, Final Fantasy XIV is exclusive MMO on PlayStation, right? They still haven't been able to bring it to Xbox. So I keep forgetting that there are games that I'm personally playing that I can only play on PlayStation. Final Fantasy VII Remake, the Intergrade, all those, like, those titles specifically for PS5. Um, and because of that, even if they're not PS, well, not specifically for PS5, but even if they're not like exclusive to PS5, I've realized that I'm playing a lot of games that I keep forgetting are console exclusives. And like all three that I've mentioned are three that I've played that I can only play on PS5. So every time I turn around, I'm booting up my PS5 to hop on one of those console exclusive games, which is why I'm trying to buy games purposely on Xbox so that I can use it more um, or wait for something to come out on Game Pass. Uh, So I would say for anyone who is still wanting to get one, definitely because the graphic update is amazing. I, I play with friends who play on PC and um, uh, for 14, and every time we transition somewhere, I'm the first person that's loaded in while their PCs are still trying to get them into the world. Uh, you know, I don't know what that says. I am not, I'm not techie. I don't know if it's just because the PlayStation 5 is better, you know, performance than their PC currently. I don't know. But I am ported everywhere and everything works much faster on Final Fantasy 14 on my PS5 than it does on my current PC. So that just makes things even easier for me. Um, so it's just been like, it's been very easy. And I suggest that 
everyone take your PS5s to your friends' houses and play Final Fantasy XIV together. <laughs> That's my endorsement. I don't have friends. I have Kelly who plays with me because uh, Gabe refuses to, So and so does Brandon, so here we are. Um, <laughs> you guys don't play games with me that I want to play. Uh, let's play It Takes Two. I asked you to play that with me, and you beat it, and then never played again, and I'm sitting here with no one to play with. Okay, I thought I've never played again. <laughs> Just never invited you to play it again. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. This is the what third time that you've insulted me in this podcast. I appreciate it. This is um, the first time today. No, it's the second time because you already said that you didn't invite me to play 14 with you because I'm a loser. Um, and Final Fantasy sucks. And uh, These are nerds. Oh, um, you also called speaking me. of losers, I won last night at Cactpot actually. I got the 3600 jackpot, which hey. I never got before. <laughs> Anyways, off topic, but I finally like won like a big jackpot okay i thought you won like the okay never no god i wish i thought you won the big one i was like kelly what wait did i did you go back last saturday i didn't go i I, we got it we'll we'll, we'll go back today okay let's go tonight um so let's talk some serious not so fun game stuff if you guys are ready is that okay let's do it (laughs) so (laughs) he he wants the world to know (laughs) So, uh, anyway, let's talk about some serious gaming stuff this time. Um, Twitch, because Twitch just keeps being brought up constantly. Let's bring it up again. I didn't say it was bad. I said serious. I didn't say bad. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'll I'll get up when I hear Assuming the worst. I am um, assuming the worst. This is an article from uh, the Washington Post, mm-hmm. written by Nathan Grayson, uh, titled Marginalized Streamers Beg Twitch to Do Better in Wake of Hate Raids and Poor Pay. Um, I am going to give you guys a few quotes from this. Um, during an August 6th broadcast, the Twitch streamer Wreckit Raven, who is Black and uses they, them pronouns, emotionally described a series of traumatic real-life experiences that informed who they are today. In response, viewers in chat told Raven they were loved. This made what happened next especially hurtful. About 20 minutes later, Raven's chat was suddenly flooded by dozens of users spamming the same message, which read in part, quote, this channel now belongs to the KKK. It was the second time that it had happened in just one week. Thousands of streamers, many from marginalized backgrounds, have spent the past few days employing Twitch to counter so-called hate raids, in which groups of malicious users employ dummy accounts and bots to fill a streamer's chat with targeted abuse. Under the banner of hashtag Twitch do better, a Twitter hashtag started by Wreck-It Raven on Monday, streamers and their fans have drawn attention to issues playing the live streaming platform, ranging from harassment to an unfavorable pay split. Um, and that was just uh, people saying that they didn't want Twitch taking 50% of what they make because that percentage is really, really huge, especially if this is your job. <clears throat> excuse me, quote, earlier this year, for example, Twitch users went um, so far as to create a server on the chat platform Discord dedicated to fighting hate raids. I'm just tired of it, Wreck-It Raven, who along with other streamers interviewed for the story, declined to share their full name for fear of harassment, told the post. I'm tired of feeling like I'm not allowed to exist based off of circumstances that are out of my control, and I know other people are too. Um, uh, so there's a there's also a thing about uh, Twitch did release a tweet about uh, what they decided to do. Uh, but before I go into that, there's another piece I want to read here, and it says, uh, "quote One possible reason is Twitch's implementation of a plethora of new tags. Some focus on spe- uh, specific identities like Black, transgender, and disabled in May of this year. 
When streamers apply these tags to their own streams, it means that prospective new viewers and fellow marginalized streamers can more easily pick them out from a crowd of millions. But tags also provide racist, homophobic, and ableist trolls with a veritable buffet of tar targets on which to feast. Streamers who requested these tags for years still feel the pros outweigh the cons, but they wish Twitch would have done more to head off harassers. Oh my god, excuse me, I'm sorry. <clears throat> so, before I go into what Twitch did, is anyone surprised by this news? No, I mean, they. that was one of the big reasons why we had, or why some people had said, and even we said on the podcast, we were like, okay, if they put these tags on there, they're going to be targets. And they still wanted the tags, like people are, are obviously using them, but that was like one of the big, like not selling points yeah. to the tags was like, okay, yeah, just make it easy for them to find all the people that they want to harass in one place. Um, I, I feel like the tags, like I said, are still good, um, yeah. but it, it's not really surprising. And to be honest, guess what? I remember the first time I heard about a hate raid, it was another streamer another streamer that went into another streamer's channel and was like hate rating them they didn't even get banned i think they've probably been banned now but it's like actual people on the platform, on the platform. yeah streamers on their platform they like pull up somebody's stream on their stream and like make fun of them and like yeah. send people to troll them like people are doing it on the platform and making money so i don't know why we'd be surprised that they're not doing anything about hate rates some of it is their fucking partnered creators yeah um so yeah, I don't find it surprising, and I, I, I mean, I hope that they do something, but I don't know really what you do. You have a platform where people can pretty much be like anonymous, just under a username, just doing whatever they want. How are you gonna? How are you gonna stop that? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so there's another uh, black streamer, Omega Critical Bar Jones, who shared a video of a recent hate rating experience in which his chat was completely eclipsed by repeated instances of the N word. He concluded his video by saying, Twitch do effing better. Uh, the video, which was first posted yesterday evening, now has over 200,000 views. That's also a quote from this Washington Post piece. Um, so Twitch did respond and um, I do want to talk a little bit about their response um, because they, they they sent out a tweet as well talking about managed harassment, um, which <laughs> managed called the, the title of their article is managed, managing harassment on Twitch. Uh, and it says harassment can be frustrating, demoralizing, and scary. It's also against the rules. If you feel someone is breaking Twitch's terms of service or community guidelines, we recommend you report it. You also have options to manage this behavior immediately. And then they go over your options, which include the ignore feature. If you are being harassed via whispers or in a channel where you are not a moderator, you can choose to ignore that person, removing the messages from your view. You can use this feature to ignore any user in any chat on Twitch. When enabled, this feature applies to both chat and whispers. Um, and then they tell you how to use it. They go on to talk about block users. If you want to more completely remove another user's presence from your Twitch experience, you can choose to block them instead. When you block another user on Twitch, you remove them from your followers list, your friends list, um, you remove them, uh, prevent them from following or friending you in the future, prevent them from whispering you, hosting you, purchasing gift subs or other uh, for other users in your channel, and you filter messages, uh, filter their messages out of the chats you don't moderate. There's also block whispers from strangers, clear chat, and uh, viewer card mod logs, which I'm going to read that. So channel owners and moderators can see channel-specific information about users in chat to help them make more informed moderation decisions. Clicking on a username in chat or the slash user chat command opens the user's profile. 
From here, you can see when an account was created, the user's chat messages, and their history of bans or timeout, uh, timeouts in the channel. And you can also add notes uh, so that the channel, the channel owner or moderators can also add notes so that the other, they can all see them. There's also timeouts, chat bans, and file a user report. That was what Twitch's response was to this. Um, and, and their tweet said, we've seen a lot of conversation about botting, hate raids, and other forms of harassment targeting marginalized creators. You're asking us to do better, and we know we need to do more to address these issues. That includes an open and ongoing dialogue about creator safety. Um, any thoughts on you know this their 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 uh, their explanation of what you can do, uh, how they've handled the situation? I don't know. I feel like if I was a streamer, and you know, like yeah, those are viable options, and they make sense, but like. I don't know. I feel like if I was a streamer and like I saw that type of stuff, I I don't know how to word this correctly, but like I don't know. I I feel like you're like the responsibility falls on me as the streamer to make your platform feel safe for me, and then I have to go and I have to look at the messages of what people are saying, which is not favorable things I would want to read. And I have to go through that. And then in instances where I have to report the person, I have to, you know, I have to keep those messages up and put them in whatever the text box of what this person said. So Twitch can see it and take action. I don't, I, it's just, it's just, it's one of those, it's one of those topics where like, you just wish the solution was as easy as, you know, you rub a genie's lamp and you just wish for people to stop being dickheads mm -hmm. but there's only so much you know so much you can do at this point and there's only so much twitch can do at this point because if they start restricting you know actually no because okay was, like, wasn't a couple wasn't a couple of months ago that they were talking about that they um you can no longer type out like simp or something in the chat yes. like as soon as you type it out you get blocked or something banned yeah I don't remember what the repercussions were, but yes, the, the word simp was. Okay, was like... then just start putting in your system anytime someone drops the N-word or well, someone so drops... Can I mention something about that really quickly? Yeah, because I don't know what I'm going with this. So, <laughs> so one thing that people have been able to do is they've been able to change the E to a different type of E, which I forgot what the E is called uh, specifically. Mm -hmm. Epsilon sign? Yes, maybe? I'm assuming That's that yes. I can think about. Um, and that allows for people to be able to continually type the N-word in chat. Yeah. So again, yeah, it brings me back to my original point. This is just one of those instances where you really wish you could just make people stop being dickheads. Because there's not, I mean, there's only so much that you as a streamer and you as Twitch can do in keeping these people out because it's, you know, people are going to keep finding ways to keep saying something. If they're not going to be calling you the N-word, they're going to call you other derogatory terms that, you know, you don't probably hear as much um and it's kind of like a not necessarily a snowball effect but they're always going to find a way around it and it's again you can it's easy to create a new, create it's easy to create a new account on twitch you know your one account gets banned because you said something they're just going to make another one and keep going and going so it's i, I don't know I, I wouldn't know what to do in that instance i have very little to say about this so i'm just saying and that is I feel like Twitch has constantly said, we're listening, we'll do better. I feel like this stuff, um, this is the same response that we had like last year, right? It's always, hey, we're listening, we'll do better. And yet 
it's 2021 and i can't tell you what's changed we got pronouns Woo. we got like tags um we got tags for people um but i can't tell you what changed to make twitch a safer place for anyone like i i, I, yeah. I don't know what to tell because when i read that i was like damn so i, I agree with you gabe like the onus for you know my safety is essentially on me and i yeah. i will say i understand when you're streaming of course you're putting yourself out there right of course you're not gonna expect i i mean i think we all have the expectation of yeah i'm probably gonna get a troll or two right but like i don't think anyone sits down to stream uh, a specific day and assumes that they're gonna be hate rated for the color of their skin or their sexual orientation or anything about themselves that they can't change like no one is under the assumption that that should happen and i think the problem is when those things do happen, um, you know, you'll see really big streamers get banned for like two days and then come back. Yeah. And it's like, okay, nothing has happened. Or you'll report people for dropping the N-word. You'll have videos of these people doing these things and harassing others. Like Kelly mentioned, like people, their own streamers will go into other people's streams and stream them hate rating other streamers. Like, that should be a permanent ban from from twitch like no questions asked why is it that this is like i don't care what you do if it were my program and i see you specifically going out of your way to do that to someone over absolutely nothing i would ban you permanently I'd ban your ip address like you are no longer allowed to use my platform but you know for twitch it's a what two-day ban and you can go make another account and do it again so i just think like i i really don't think they're trying their hardest here uh like yeah all, all your options were great right like yeah all, this is wonderful yes i would love to sit with brandon and go over the hp critical like list of people and look at because you know we get some hate emails we get some bullshit sometimes um and i'm like okay well now we gotta sit here and look at the lists of all the people that have created shit and then like ban them ourselves and get mods and get other people to help us and like all of that is stuff that like it just seems like a lot of work yeah i agree i definitely agree in 4k <laughs> Anyway, so to move away from bad Twitch things, which is like, we shouldn't be laughing about, so I apologize. We, we had to take a small break. Um, so that's like, why we're laughing. Lightning. We're not yeah. laughing at Twitch. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah Twitch do better. Uh, so moving on, uh, three senior Blizzard devs reportedly no longer working with the company amid Ac uh, Activision Blizzard allegations. It was from IGN by Kat Bailey. Diablo 4 director Luis Barriga, level designer Jesse McCree, and WoW designer Jonathan LaCraft reportedly no longer with the company. Um, I think we talked about McCree a little bit. He's uh, apparently out. There's an update here at the beginning of the article. It says, quote, an Activision Blizzard spokesperson confirmed that the three of them are no longer with the company. We have a deep, talented roster of developers already in place and new leaders have been assigned where appropriate. We're confident in our ability to continue progress, deliver amazing experiences to our players and move forward to ensure a safe, productive work environment for all. The Activision Blizzard spokesperson told IGN in a statement. So I'm not going to go into that. It's pretty much that, you know, the, the Diablo 4 director, like that is, first of all, that's a big fucking deal, right? Yeah. Like, let's just outright say that it's a very big deal to have the director of the upcoming Diablo 4 be let go. 
uh, because this is what we were talking about with uh, Ubisoft and Assassin's Creed. And, you know, they're mentioning that a lot of these people that were higher up still have their positions and are still working on these games. So I think Blizzard knows that, like, they kind of don't have a choice here, um, especially amidst a lawsuit. Like, you kind of got to get rid of the bad apples. Um, uh, McCree and LaCraft um, are also both gone. I, I think I read somewhere that people were purposely not saying McCree's name yeah. in Overwatch uh, because of the situation. Um, yeah, <clears throat> so what are your thoughts on uh, Activision Blizzard letting go these three members, including the director of uh, Diablo 4? Keep weeding <laughs> them out, because you're not done. It's a good... Okay, so here's the thing. I'm kind of in between with this, because here's the thing. It seems like a very good thing, and I think it is. But is the, I even hesitate to say it's like a good first start because it really feels like, ah, shit, we did bad. Send these scapegoats out. Hey, they're gone now. We're good again, right? Yeah. Can you get excited for Diablo 2 again? Okay, this crash, this crash anniversary thing. It, it's, it, it's, I, I worry that, you know, this is obviously a good thing, but I worry that Activision Blizzard will do this and there's going to be unfortunately just enough people that say oh yeah i was forgiven you got rid of the, the bad guys you're good now no 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 it's a like i said it's a good for it's a good first start but there is still a lot a lot of work to be done and this is you know it's it's a promising to do a it's it's promising but we've said from the start that we when those shift came out that it's gonna take a long road and this is just like the first step in like to, to Gable get this is like the first step on like snake way to like, uh, to like, uh, to improvement. So they're yeah. not done. I'm just, what, what I'm all that to say, they are not done. Getting rid of these people is not Activision Blizzard is good again. There's a lot, there's still a lot that needs to be fixed. I actually don't know that I agree with that. Surprisingly. Um, only because um, specifically only because it takes a, uh, we've seen a lot of companies that will take up for like the game director and uh, mm -hmm. the fact that the Diablo 4 game director like Diablo 4 is going to be was was going to be huge right like that's a pretty big mm -hmm. deal and uh usually these companies like Ubisoft will make sure that those game directors stay in their position um and punish them through whatever other means um and keep them on um it could be that this is just so big that they had to let him go but i think that's uh i i i i i kind of disagree with you but i don't think it was blizzard i don't see this as blizzard like trying to save face i see this as an inevitability more so mm. than a yeah look we're doing the right thing it's kind of like y'all are legit amidst the lawsuit things are getting really bad you don't have a choice like this was not like it wasn't like let's do this for pr i don't see this as let's do this okay, for pr that's i fair. see this as that's like, a good point this investigation is going on and they kind yeah. of like yeah hands, yeah, hands, I mean, hands are honestly, tied that's fair we're kind of like past that people yeah, are exodusing so. wow they've lost Completely. half their player base like it's too late for like scapegoats like people are le like are not playing your game that they've spent the last 20 years playing or mm -hmm. at least 15 like okay if you're losing people that have been with you for 15 years like you've got bigger problems, you know, than just letting a couple of people go that were a couple of bad eggs. Like yeah. people were already mad about the games. 
yeah. and then you added on the sexual assault and people are just like listen we can't keep forgiving not only your shitty games but your fucking shitty people like you know like i i don't know i feel like they're a little bit past where a couple of firings is gonna do it like i don't think it's gonna happen i think you gotta like just just burn the whole thing down just start over just totally start over um let's mob the place no <laughs> no okay, okay. we're not committing crimes Quick. not a burn it down yes yes not really <laughs> i heard you brandon <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the Epix Legends lead designer has been fired after the community on a sexist and racist posts because Damn. let's continue. Wait, um, Daniel Z. Klein has departed oh. from Respawn. Um, oh. He was the Apex Legends lead designer. He was fired um, uh, after the community on our sexist and racist posts. This is from fanbite.com, written by Ethan Davison. Um, yeah, I'm not going to read it, but um, it's just, yeah, you know what? We'll, we'll look at some of it. So uh, I'm gonna, here's a quote. In the, in the Unearthed blog post, Klein wrote that women were irrational, said that um, they were moron chromosomes, that, sorry, said that XX were moron chromosomes and that his readers shouldn't pay attention to a woman's online posts because it's just her vagina talking. Other writing from this period shows Klein making a racist joke about refusing to feed Africans with a punchline about African people's lack of hygiene. Um, the discovery of Klein's disturbing year old's post occurred the same week new surface of Activision Blizzard being sued by the state of California. Because, of course, um, Klein, who's been enthusiastically oh, expressing man. solidarity with the victims of the recent reckoning at Activision Blizzard, admitted to writing the blogs and apologized in a tweet that says, I hope it's obvious that I don't believe these things anymore, he wrote. Afterwards, Klein continued to post <laughs> oh, content. Oh, no. About Not that I don't believe them anymore. Burying oh. the apology under dozens of retweets about the Activision Blizzard walkout and the stories of former employees. So he was like, yeah, I wrote those, but I totally stand with all these Blizzard people. I'm so sorry that I did this. And then just buried that apology tweet with a bunch of retweets about standing with everyone at Activision Blizzard. Um, anyway, uh, the following Friday, August 6th, Klein was let go. Um, and there's a little bit more on a phone call with Fanbyte. Klein continued to express regret about the blog post and sympathy with those who were hurt by it. Uh, quote, I once did say these extremely har harmful, awful things. I absolutely did. And at the same time, I've also worked on myself uh, and to try and become a different person. Both of these things are true at the same time. Uh, I was actively someone who would hurt other people emotionally because of my own insecurities, right? That is what you saw on display there. And it took me so long to even understand that this was a problem I had to fix. I don't think there's any apology for that. It was, I was just an awful person. Uh, I blew up at this, getting fired from Riot for calling misogynist players man babies and for telling a uh, concerned troll to fuck off and see lion somewhere else. But Okay, we're done there. Um, the point being, he said some really bad things. He's been fired. I'm going to say that I have been in positions, and I know people that have been in positions, to say really bad things when really bad things happen to them. And yet I know those people never come out of their mouths saying things that he said like mm. you have to i firmly believe that you have to be in a place that you believe the things that you're saying to be able to say things like that because if your first insult to someone um is that you're like not feeding africans and they have bad hygiene 
why is that like your go-to why are you saying that the, the the female chromosome is a moron chromosome like what did these like what happened in your life that makes your first attempt at bringing someone else down because you're upset like be something that's misogynistic like i i don't think that you just whatever i don't actually care to talk about him you guys go ahead as a resident vagina talking irrational uh moron here um i i honestly like kind of like he buried the apology but i kind of like commend it he's like i was terrible like yeah okay we all agree like i mean some people have just like tried to like totally wash it out like mm -hmm. i don't know he at least he like admitted it i guess i mean i'm still kind of happy that he got fired it's just like i don't know man we we like have a bunch of thoughts and we're always like posting them on the internet we should just like shut the fuck up sometimes you know like just say nothing like how hard is it uh just don't say anything if you have nothing good or productive to say um yeah i don't know i, I whenever you were saying you got fired for like comments i wasn't expecting those uh, <laughs> to yeah that was he said them, so that was to extreme be fair, he said them 14 years ago but the, the article says okay. they were words from 14 years ago but he was also 27 at the time so oh. i feel like that's a little old that's yeah. a little old to be saying what you said and like trying to you know fix honestly that you know what's funny that's really whenever old. okay 14 years ago i was saying stupid shit but it was like Rawr, or like you know like <laughs> like yes. it wasn't it wasn't like oh i hate this group of people it was exactly. like my boyfriend didn't call me last night like mm -hmm. as i am a moron you're right an irrational one yeah. um just, who is yeah it? yeah but um no i yeah i wasn't saying shit like that i guess but now like the posts that i'm making are not anything like that i do insult men a lot but it's normally these men so i feel like it's justified <laughs> It's, um yeah it's just it, it's it's very crazy to me specifically because apex is such a game that is about its diversity and its inclusion yeah. and its community yeah. and one of your lead lead um designers like imagine if your lead designer believes that women are whatever he said i can't even remember right now like and then this is the guy that you have working on like yeah. female characters like <laughs> that's such a bad look to me i don't know what do i know i don't design uh characters um maybe yeah. we should start maybe we should start clear all your blog posts from the past and let's get going <laughs> just, i'm gonna just delete that tumblr right away i don't know what the hell's on there tumblr went down the drain when they got rid of um actually Born. the adult safes the adult stuff yeah a lot around now everyone's in a different square so speaking of yeah so we have to take a little break but uh speaking of um making our own studio let's talk about someone that did just that someone uh -oh. who we've actually talked about before on the podcast i i had to use the segue i was going to talk about the uh, nintendo world that suspended a ride because a goomba statue broke and um fell to the ground but that's what? the whole story <laughs> you know that's okay about, that's that's for goomba <laughs> Just, just a dozen prayers to the Goomba, I guess. Continue, Zero. I was also going to talk about uh, the composer Pedro Silva, who released a statement regarding their abusive behavior back in December of 2020. Subliminal, this is the, the video game Subliminal, uh, the developers have recently released Button City have yet to acknowledge that in any way, despite keeping Silva on, on the project. So, you know, another person just going around doing whatever they like and 
however they'd like to and you know receiving no uh consequences but <clears throat> speaking of people who have created their own gaming studio <gasps> excuse me sorry where is it um i can't breathe so oh, i can't breathe i'm not laughing oh, I <laughs> so, no no podcast audience he was just trying to protect his kirby inhale he wants a new ability <laughs> exactly <clears throat> So, uh, X Far Cry Dev's new game studio is 4.7% women. Ready for more? So this, I, I, I love this. This, uh, by the way, 4.7%. This is over at Kotaku.com, written by Ethan Gack. Uh, so, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm gonna read it here. Assassin's Creed 3 director and former Stadia developer Alex Hutchinson is back with a new studio called Raccoon Logic, as well as some old excuses about its lack of diversity. I believe Gabe knows what I'm talking about. So a picture included in a press release showed the new studio staff standing outside of uh, an outdoor staircase. Outdoor staircase. Of the 20 people present, all were men, though Hutchinson later clarified that there is one woman on staff as a project lead. She was not pictured. Um, when social media started criticizing this breakdown, he called it trolling. Jason Schreier actually made a post and said, I can't believe, this is paraphrasing, but he said, I can't believe this is what a gaming studio likes in 2021. Alex Hutchinson came back and said, wow, you know, you've made it when Jason Schreier is trolling you. And people in the comments were like, he's not trolling you. You should be taking this seriously because he's literally calling you out for your lack of diversity so so far they've hired one woman um and she was not pictured in the 20 men that were a part of the studio <clears throat> so alex hutchinson you guys might be wondering who the heck is alex hutchinson i've heard He's that name before i will remind you um so i don't know if you guys remember but back in 2014 far cry 4 devs were apparently inches away from uh, women as playable characters this was from a polygon.com article and he talked about how it was uh, essentially they didn't have the amount of money or time to create uh to include women in uh far cry 4 and then they also had the same excuse for assassin's creed um unity the four player yeah one? It, it was it was unity yeah <coughs> I, I remember and i remember that story vividly because that was around the time that sunset overdrive was coming out so they're like oh we don't have time to model a female assassin and then somebody had asked the developers of sunset overdrive what kind of playable characters you're gonna have it was like hey uh sunset overdrive is it gonna be a female playable characters and then their response was literally not only is it gonna be female characters it's gonna be a female assassin character yes i remember response. that and that game was fucking awesome by the way so if yeah. you guys can still play it you totally should um but yeah they had some excuse about how it was too hard and they would just make a if they made a female character she would just walk be walking like a dude because they didn't have the resources to do it um so also <laughs> I, I don't know if gabe wants to also remind us of who alex hutchinson was um if you'd like to, the other thing we've talked about him on the so, podcast for. <laughs> I might say this wrong, but you remember that one idiot that said, uh, sorry, that one guy that said um, streamers should be paying, it was paying uh, the video game developers, oh, right, you. to stream the game? Yeah, that fucking moron. That's that guy. That's, That's him. Alex such and so. oh, um, that, that same one. Okay. <laughs> the yeah. same yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's that guy. So he was also the creative director of Assassin's Creed 3, and he said this, uh, he believes game journalists uh, give Japanese developers an easy ride exhibiting a subtle racism, which is condescending to those who favor it. I'll give you the <laughs> exact quote here. It says, um, asked about why Nintendo is able to endlessly iterate the same franchise multiple times in each and every generation, 
Hutchinson replied, you want my real answer? I think there's a subtle racism in the business, especially on the journalist side, where Japanese developers are, for, are forgiven for doing what they do. I think it's condescending to do this. Just think about how many Japanese games are released where their stories are literally gibberish, literally gibberish. There's no way you could write it with a straight face and the journalists say, oh, it's brilliant. Then Gears of War comes out and apparently it's the worst written narrative in a game ever. I'll take Gears of War over Bayonetta anytime. It's patronizing to say, oh, those Japanese stories, they don't really mean what they're doing. What That's... he meant to say was I'd take a game with male leads over a powerful female witch lead. Kelly's face is in a permanent O for listeners. Yeah, so I don't think he understands racism. Like you, sir, are no. a very happy no. white man who is mad because a Japanese developer is doing uh, pretty good stuff and people like what they're they're doing. And now you're calling it uh, subtle racism. We're racist against white people. I don't understand. Like, yeah. Also, get- also, his statement has a lot of inaccuracies about like how Japanese game gets like a free pass from journalism. That is 100% not true. true. Because I've, that is 100% not true. I've seen like very, very Japanese games get roasted from their, for their nonsense. For being that Um, way, yeah. For being that way, yeah. And moreover, even going beyond the actual review process, if we want to talk about like the, um, the actual uh, marketing process of how it's marketed in the West for a lot of these Japanese games, there are a lot of venues like, say, uh, the Summer's Games Fest or uh, the Game Awards, which will just not even acknowledge like a whole bunch of like games made in Japan. Like they'll talk about like, you know, the the the, uh, the Assassin's Creed or the Last of Us games or other Western main games. And then games that, you know, a lot of people would argue would be in the running, like in the Japanese side are just not even considered. And, you know, it, it's not it's not to speak against the quality of either on either side of game. But the coverage in, in, in such events seems very unbalanced, is my, is my point. Oh, 100%. So, yeah. Um, so, Savage Planet came out in 2020 on almost every platform but Stadia due to an existing publishing agreement with 505 Games. It didn't make it to Google's platform until earlier this year, only for the tech company to announce it was shutting down all internal productions weeks later, which we talked about in a previous podcast. You should go back and listen. In the months since, Hutchinson, along with Typhoon's other leads, managed to buy back their IP rights from Google and 505 Games and get a minority investment from Chinese conglomerate Tencent to form Raccoon Logic. Um, And uh, there is this infamous photo of the 20 white men who have uh, created Raccoon Logic and the one woman not pictured, apparently. Um, So this is a quote of what he had to say when uh, confronted. Actually, no, I'm going to read a little bit more of this for you guys. It says, uh, quote, in a sense, it seems like things have come full circle with Hutchinson once again heading up a fledging new studio. But in the years since Typhoon Studios originally opened, the gaming industry has been forced to reckon more often and more openly with its history of misogyny. While people have been able to see the lack of diversity in games since the industry's inception, it's only more recently that some of the worst consequences of the status quo at some of the biggest companies have come out on social media, in reporting, and through lawsuits. In 2018, it was Riot Games. Last year, it was Ubisoft announced Activision Blizzard. Uh, maybe that's why. Sorry. <laughs> Raccoon Logic. Next year's Raccoon Logic. The one woman there. That's high. So let me just also say, if 
I I feel for that one woman hired there. I'm sure that they can be probably the nicest, sweetest guys ever. I don't know these people. Maybe they're a wonderful company, but I still feel for the one woman there because I cannot imagine, like I've been in spaces where I'm the only person of my type in a, in a room. And I know what it's like. I'm sure Kelly has probably been in there. I'm sure you guys have probably been in that situation where you're the only person of your type in a room and you have to fit in and work with other people. And yes, yeah, sure, sometimes it works, but it's also going to be, or it, it looks like it can be a situation in which you have to navigate things and you have to be a specific way. You got to code switch to fit in. You have to make sure you're not upsetting anybody. You've got to go with the status quo. And this can very easily veer into some, you know, blizzard stuff. Not saying it will, not saying these aren't bad people, but I do feel for her because I would hate to be the only woman working in a video game, like, industry in a, in a company in any way especially with everything that's going on like no nah, fuck that i not by myself y'all better hire like 10 more ladies i want them run <laughs> anyway <clears throat> so we're gonna talk about a little bit what he said uh quote what i'd like to do moving forward is to really ensure that people are enjoying the ride more i i mean it's work it's never gonna going to be day camp we want to make sure people are enjoying their time uh that's reed schneider raccoon logic studio studio head and previous executive producer on batman arkham knight that's what he said um <clears throat> in a phone call with kotaku hutchinson and schneider said crunch extended overtime during game development didn't happen on journey to the savage planet which was criticized for playing into colonialist stereotypes crunch wouldn't be of course it was because there's a bunch of white men making never mind <clears throat> Crunch wouldn't be a feature of their upcoming projects either. The two had vaguer answers on what they were doing to make the studio more diverse. Did they interview any women or people of color for open roles? Hutchinson wasn't sure, but said that most of the starting hires were people they'd call directly. So that basically means I'm starting a new studio. Let me call all my white friends and tell them to come over. <clears throat> yeah. Which I, I'm not saying that's not fair, right? Like, I think that's a very fair practice. If you have worked with people and you know they're really good at their job and you know that they can get the job done, you might want to hire them. But that doesn't mean that that's where your your hiring process stops. You then have to look at who you've hired, how your hiring process have worked, and seek out those that are different from what you've already hired. Like I think if you're gonna do this, like if you're gonna call your friends up and start something, you better damn sure you better make damn sure that you have an equal opportunity for everyone else that hasn't been included here. <clears throat> I anyway, I'm, I'm gonna stop tangential conversations and just finish reading it. Uh, quote: It's challenging to find women in engineering roles. Okay, I said I was going to stop. It's challenging to find women in engineering roles, which was a lot of the hires that we made, Schneider told Kotaku. We very clearly made a point when we said, okay, you know, if we have roles that we are able to have more diverse candidates and the production is one of those areas, then we should make that a priority. And fortunately, it worked out. We were able to find a great person to join the team who worked with us, that one lady. Um, the focus is fairly on gender just in this one photo, but there are so many parts to this, Hutchinson said. So he's responding to people talking about the photo. There's the compensation that we're paying people. That's the amount of holidays to get there, what tasks we ask them to do and whether we force them to perform overtime days. If everyone's opinion is allowed to be heard, if people are invested in their work and can actually meaningfully make decisions. And I think we're doing really well at all of those things and then clearly poorly on the gender side. So I feel like there's a lot of success on one hand so far. And yes, something we need to improve on. 
that was their response when this photo came out he was like yeah so people are really focusing on the fact that it's all dudes but nobody's really looking at all the great things we're doing for all these white dudes which includes no crunch we're creating a great environment for them they're gonna have holidays off it's gonna be a great place for all these white men that work here that's essentially what he said um he did not mention at all anything about um, uh, diversity racially, um, but he did say they were lucky to find that one woman that they hired, so they're on the right track. Not pictured. Not um, pictured. Yeah. No, I feel maybe like she's not honestly, even real. Yeah, <laughs> right? maybe How not. Do we know? real um they just have like one of the guys put like a wig on for like a background <laughs> yeah. you know like oh there she is like, working get... in the back of her head like you know, i was gonna say they get a portrait sorry, <laughs> oh my god my face right now. they have like a blow-up doll in a chair like there oh, she is god. she's working hard over there <laughs> yeah she's surprised all the time um okay but she left a little no. bit of whipped cream on the side of her chin <laughs> oh, oh my oh. god <laughs> okay moving on Family friendly. We had a cake party. No Moving family. on. Um, ah, sorry. Um, <laughs> she gets great benefits. Um, <laughs> she don't get no time off though. Okay. Um, oh, all I'm going to say yeah. is that like, I feel like it's easy to call your friends and like you said, hire just a bunch of white men that you already know because they're going to have the same ideas as you. They're gonna like be on board with, okay, yeah, only this type of character is what we're gonna make. Like they're not gonna have differing opinions. And if they do, you'll respect those opinions and listen. They don't wanna bring someone in that's gonna have a differing opinion. And then they'll have to be like, oh yeah, we totally wanna do that. Like, I feel like it, they just would respect these people's opinions and they wouldn't respect other people's opinions. And to be honest, I got a degree in tech in like at UCF which there's like so many students but like it's supposedly 25% women like I was in classrooms with 100 people I I swear to god maybe five were women there there's no way that it was 25% women so I do kind of agree that there are less women to fill these engineering roles right but at the same time like you should want those people like if they got through the degree with the odds literally stacked against them, then that's probably who you fucking want mm -hmm. on your team. Is someone who literally looked at that and was like, I'm still going to fucking do it. I don't care. Like you should want like those motivated people. Like, okay, yes, I'm the minority here, but I'm still going to fucking do it. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I don't know. Like I just coming from it, literally, I graduated from the college of engineering and computer science at UCF. Like, there were not a lot of women, but I see, guess what? Women in engineering getting jobs at fucking NASA. Why can't they get hired at a fucking video game company? You know what I mean? Like, okay, they're good enough for NASA, spaceships, flying, internships, getting jobs, whatever, but they're not good enough to work at your fucking video game company. Oh, I'm sure they're just not applying. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't believe it. And I think that if you have that issue, like, I think it's so simple. This just takes me back to, like, the elf makeup thing. Like, all you got to do is look at your staff. And if every person in this staff room looks exactly like you, there's probably something you're missing. But that's like, where they feel comfortable. That's, like, literally their friends. So yeah. they don't notice anything's wrong. They're like, this is normal for what I'm, this is normal people that I'm around, this feels yeah. perfectly fine to me. Yeah. 
because they yeah, don't notice so it. You're 100. They don't right. notice it, but that's why at companies they hire people who look at that. They hire like HR people. They hire like those types of people. And at video game companies, they're just not doing that because they're just starting up with their friends. There's no legal and compliance team there to keep them, you know, diverse. I mean, there's no one to hold them accountable. And to mention, um, I don't, I, I briefly mentioned this, but their studio was originally one of the studios that was bought by Stadia before Stadia let go um, of everyone. So like they were bought out before and then had to buy back their own uh, company. So I don't know what the process was when they were purchased by Stadia. I don't know what they had to go through. I'm assuming absolutely nothing. It was probably just like Stadia saying, we need games, here's money to make a game for us. Uh, and then they were like, just kidding, because we're, we're sucking. So we can't do that anymore. Uh, but in that process, you should have been able to notice this. But even, even if you didn't, when you do see it, when this photo comes out, and when people are mentioning specifically the lack of diversity, and then your response is just like, oh yeah, they're totally just trolling us. That is such a tone deaf response. Like that is the biggest fuck you to anyone out there who had any intentions of trying to help you. Um, I think, you know, I, in my classes, you know, speaking of experiences in my classes, I was literally the only black guy in my classes. Like I, I have a, a bachelor's in English. I was the only black guy reading uh, 18th century British literature in that class. So like every time racism or the N word came up or slavery, everybody looked at me and I was like, fuck y'all. So like, I know, I know what that experience feels like. And and that's why I care about this woman that's hired there because like Kelly said, you know, I feel like this entire group of guys is just gonna be agreeing with everything everyone else says because they don't have that, you know, experience. And that's what happens um, when you like, so for example, with HP Critical, I have specifically, and I have absolutely no qualms with this, I have specifically been looking for a black female writer. Why? Because when it comes to covering, you know, um, something like, uh, uh, oh my God, what is her name? Literally, it doesn't matter. Covering anything black girl gaming in video games is like, I don't, I, I can do my best with part of that. I'm not a woman, right? Like I, can, I can't get that experience. I can't say what this means to me. I can only say what part of this means to me. I don't know what it's like to be a black female in gaming. You know, I, I can't say what it's like to be a female at all in gaming. I can't say that I can give my opinion on something, but that comes with a grain of salt with what I know, right? Like, I, I can say as much as I, y'all get the point. Uh, yeah. So like <laughs> when, when you do something like this, if someone calls you out for it, you can handle this two ways, right? You can be like, oh shit, you're right. Like we fucked up. We need to look at what we don't have, look at what we're missing, figure out a way to implement what we're missing, but also figure out a way to protect what we implement. And that, I think, is a part that a lot of companies end up missing. Because sure, you can hire 10 more women um, that are still outvoted by the 20 men that you have, and then just hire them and have them sit there as, you know, female diversity hires, and call it a day, and then make them take a picture with you and pay them $130 an hour to play video games. Where can I 
why <laughs> and and you know so i would some people might be totally okay with that but then you know but it all depends y'all y'all get my point i'm done talking mm. about this man i don't know 130 dollars an hour like i think i <laughs> see if they were offering that kind of money i bet their inbox will be flooded with email but, but that's that's the thing i feel like you're really not looking and i i like to say something like every time someone says something like that i just feel like they're not looking there are tons of discords of just females who are uh who are women who are are more than qualified for a lot of these positions uh you just gotta like look <laughs> like it's not as easy as just posting a post right because how many of us marginalized people even get to see those posts those posts are going to rotate around the same circles and, yeah and there's it's proven that um i know this about women for sure that they're not as comfortable applying for roles that they're not qualified for so if they don't feel qualified for a role or certain terminology within like a job role like they won't apply you know because they just don't feel comfortable like men are a lot more um like comfortable applying for jobs that they're not really that's qualified for yeah. <laughs> i'm just saying trash. women are more likely to shy away so yeah. you have to like kind of like change those job descriptions to like mm -hmm. reflect you know people that you want to hire uh gabe but brandon um I, i'll try and be quick about it but like this is kind of not this is kind of but this is exactly how the cases that we see in ubisoft and activism blizzard start Yep. You hire a bunch of bro dudes, you're a group of bro dudes, you're friends. So you're going to over, you know, you're going to do things the way you guys want to do. It. And the more your company grows and you start moving towards the top, you know, the pyramid starts getting bigger and you're sitting at the top with your 20 bro dudes. That's how this all stuff goes down. And then I, you know, I actually feel kind of bad for the one woman hire if she's real because it kind of seems like she was, you know, she was like a check, a, a checkbox hire. It's like, do we have a woman in the group? No, we have one now. Check. So like, I feel bad for her because again, it's like we keep saying, you know, she might be outvoted a lot of, you know, decisions going on in the company. Um, and also, I feel like you you create a new studio because the previous studios you've worked at don't do too good. Might be a sign of how good you are. Um, but like we're amidst a, like you know a whole ordeal of women and people of color looking for a new job because the job they're currently at sucks and you know there's a bunch of things coming out and so it's like you have the opportunity to create this new studio and be like hey if you're looking for new work and you want to feel comfortable but no instead he you know what I mean when I do this. I hope you guys know what I mean when I do this. Well, but no, listeners instead, don't know because they can't see. Oh, sorry. For the listeners, I was making a, a kind of a circle motion as in like, here we are. That's what I meant. Um, but like, but no, instead he decided he grab. decided. I said that so wrong. He decided to grab his friends and one singular woman that, again, we don't even know is real and said, here's our new studio, even though, you know, you're looking into like another jar of mayo. So... I'm sorry, that might be considered racist to some people. I meant to say just looking at a bunch of white people in a picture again, but it's just this, this, like, I don't know. I, I kind of expected it from this guy. This guy's a fucking moron, and I'm not even going to mince my words about him anymore. This Hutchinson dude is a doofus. He's a doofy. I'm pretty sure he got bullied in school. Um, But he, it's, there's just so much, 
I'm done. I think, well, I don't have too much more to add beyond what's already been said, but I do want to bring up something specifically because uh, what you know, something that Gabe was talking about. And I want to ask you guys a question. Have any of you seen the Pixar short called Pearl? Okay. I will, I will briefly tease it, but I think it's, I'm not going to summarize the entire plot because I think it is something that it's, it's very relevant to stuff we've been talking about on the podcast. So Pearl, the uh, premise of it, it's one of the Pixar Spark shorts, which was made by like independent, like um, animators. And basically the premise is um, there's this company that's literally run by like dude bros that are just like literally high-fiving each other and whatnot. <laughs> and their newest hire is like this adorable little girl piece of yarn, ball of yarn that she's coming to work there. Obviously she couldn't be more different from the dude bros going that would work there. And so during the short, she, to be accepted by these people that, you know, they should accept her because she's their coworker. She has to become like the dude bros in herself. And she has to change who she is just to be accepted and not be like ostracized for being different. And then somebody else comes into work and then she becomes out. She's becoming the very person that she despised. I'm not going to say more than that. It's 100% worth watching. If you have Disney plus it's uh, one of the Pixar spark shorts. It's extremely relevant to this. And I think it's, it's important, especially with everything that's going on in like current business culture. Like this is not just Activision Blizzard. This is not just Ubisoft. This is not um, this new company got founded. This is companies everywhere. And I think this kind of like shines light on it in a way that I think a lot of people can understand. So that's Pearl. P-U-R-L. It's, it's, it's spelled. That's all I, I got to say about that. P-E-A-R-L. I know. P-U-R-L. <laughs> No, gotta, yeah, that's you what, gotta I, lead that's with what... the spelling because we've already searched it. And now we're all wrong. Okay, my mistake. <laughs> yes, but yeah. Yo, this has been a wonderful, wonderful night, you guys. Um, there were some things I was going to cover, but I'm tired and sick, so we're not going to. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just going to end on this note: if someone is criticizing your company for its lack of diversity. I promise you they're not trolling you and you should probably take it seriously. Um, and also for anyone hire, uh, being hired at any of these companies, just be careful. Look out for, you know, red flags, look out for yourself. Ensure that there are, there are policies in place to protect you. You know what I think a great idea would be? Just look at, um, look at the diversity uh, in, uh, initiatives that Nintendo's making, like go over that list right? I think that's a great uh, anchor. Go over that list. Make sure that the company that you're looking at has these types of steps just in case to ensure that you're safe with where you're working. Oh, may I, may I add to that real quick? Please. Because 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 of what you just said. Um, we didn't get a chance to fully cover it. I don't think there's too much more we would have said anyway, but Nintendo did have their Indie World recently, and I think the indie world is very important, not just because, you know, we could, we've talked about, uh, again and again about like the importance of indies or whatever. I'm not even going to talk about that aspect. I'm just talking about the aspect that during the indie world, and I think I talked this on a previous you podcast. Did. Or, yeah, but I'm going to bring it yeah. up, but, but I'm going to bring it up again because I think it's very important that when the indie world was happening and developers from around the world were presenting their games, they were allowed to speak in their own language and you got to see all the different uh, countries that are making their games all coming from the Nintendo platforms that is so important you literally can't get more diverse than having developers from different companies making system games for your system and yeah i think that's i love it i absolutely love it hey you say that last part again you broke up for me sorry oh, okay yeah no i was saying you literally can't it literally um can't get more diverse than having 
games from different countries being made for your system and them getting to represent their culture in said game. I think that's extremely important. 100%. Um, yeah, yeah, the Indies World Showcase happened. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. Maybe. There's a few um, cool games on there. But... Uh, any final comments from you guys? Anything you want to um, pop out and say before we say goodbye to the listeners and viewers? Nah, not really. Very, Dang, y'all want to tell them thanks for listening? Like, no, like, you know, I'll, no tell them, I'll tell them thanks for listening that. when we get at least 20 reviews on the iTunes store and we get 30 plus more followers on the Spotify streaming service. That's when I'll start saying thank you. We're no, going to need like you, 16 more. Oh, Gabe is literally holding his bat up into the sky. <laughs> now I'm here for it. I'm here for it. No, but yeah. seriously, leave us reviews on, on iTunes. That helps the podcast a lot, believe it or not. Yes, it does. Well, yes, Jarrell just died. I'm, so... sorry. I'm sorry, my cat just like clubbed me. Like and a yes, joker. And share what she's like all over the plan. And share with your friends so they can listen to us talk shit about bad developers too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And me talk shit about Scarlett Johansson. Just because we didn't this time, but we're coming for you next time. We, uh, I, I, I promise I'll add it. All right, well, my cat's saying good night. So good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.